Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law, where we talk about the hottest topics and legal angles and legal issues in entertainment media and sports law in Los Angeles and uh, and abroad and around the country. And uh, today is Monday, May 11th, 2020. And we're going to be talking about, uh, if you recall, uh, over the uh, last few weeks or so, uh, particularly last week's episode uh, was on the um, pathways, um, the pathway professional program, or essentially the G League, which is the professional professional pathways program, or PPP for short, triple P. Couldn't get that name out there, but um, the professional pathways program via the G League is what we talked about last week. And this week, we're going to talk about the effect of the NCAA uh, name, image, and likeness rules and how that's going to affect uh, athletes, student athletes going forward. And, and more specifically, and actually more generally, looking at how it affects athletes across uh, multiple industries, whether professional or amateur. So I think that the best way to go about this is we're going to go through sort of what is the uh, or what are these new NCAA rules? And then we'll talk about how it's going to create more competition. Uh, then we're going to talk about what the market is actually going to look like in terms of uh, some of these endorsement deals or brand partnerships is the uh, more sort of used term these days. And then uh, we'll also look at whether the NFL might develop a minor league and what that might look like. And then we'll sort of close with uh, talking about the importance of student athletes getting uh, professional help in the sense of hiring an agent or an attorney and how that important that is going to be uh, specifically in um, this new model that's going to be coming out. And within all of that, we're also going to highlight uh, California's Fair, Play to, Fair Pay to Play Act and where that plays into all of this, particularly when these rules are going to go live, so to speak, and uh, where they're going to be able to be used. And uh, there is a difference in years here. So I think ultimately uh, there's going to be either one of the laws is going to need to be fixed uh, or it's folks in one state versus another just going to have to wait to access some of this. So uh, that all being said, uh, let's get into what the NCAA rules are. So uh, recently, and this was on April 29th, 2020, the board, NCAA Board of Governors approved allowing student athletes to seek compensation through endorsements and promotions or promotions through name, image, and likeness deals. So uh, we'll get into what the market of, like, of this might look like, but some of the high level points here, and you can check the NCAA.org website for this, is that um, obviously allowing students to profit uh, from their name, image, and likeness. And I think a lot of this sort of stems from 
the NCAA sort of television deals and apparel deals and all this money that was flowing in, but the students weren't seeing any of it, uh, of course, because they were students. But that being said, I think once the NCAA crossed that line of bringing in television dollars, bringing in endorsement dollars or sponsorship dollars, I think at that point, I think it raised the eyebrows, right? And it started this process. But uh, according to the NCAA, the NCAA.org website, what we're really talking about here is one, ensuring student athletes are treated similar, similarly to non-student athletes, unless there's a compelling reason that exists to dif differentiate. Two, maintaining the priorities of education and the collegiate experience to uh, provide our opportunities for student athlete success. Ensuring rules are transparent, focused, and uh, enforceable, and facilitating fair and balanced competition. Making clear the distinction between collegiate and professional opportunities. Making clear the compensation for athletics, uh, athletics performance um, or participation is uh, impermissible. Reaffirming that student athletes are students first and not employees of the university. Enhancing prim principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender uh, equity. Protecting the recruiting environment and prohibiting inducements to select remain uh, at transfer uh, and or to transfer to specific uh, institutions. And sorry, actually, if the reading was not that great there, but uh, notice there's actually some spelling errors on there on that site, but um, uh, on the NCAA Play site. But anyway, that's that's the background of what the rules uh, that were. So overall, the rule that was changed is that student athletes are now in 2021, uh, beginning January 2021, will be able to profit from um, their name, image, and likeness. And of course, those uh, things that I just listed were some of the reasonings behind the NCAA. I think Mark Emmert, who's the president of the NCAA, uh, had a quote to, uh, on uh, April 30th that it was just the right thing to do. I think that's the general consensus where things are at, um, particularly because the way that California's law, the California Fair Play to Act, Fair Pay to Play Act, is set up, is that it allows. Uh, these student athletes to seek these deals on their own. And this is, a, uh, this is basically a free market scenario with really the only restriction being that student athletes cannot seek deals that the university currently has, uh, which a brand would not likely do anyway, because they're getting that, that um, uh, broadcast time and advertising uh, when these student athletes are wearing the Nike uniform or Under Armour uniform or cleats when they're on television, right? So this is all going to be off the field stuff. Social media is going to play a huge part here. So getting into this, uh, the first thing that, you know, obviously we, we sort of, so far we've discussed what the these new NCAA rules look like and what they mean and sort of uh, what's going to happen there. But then sort of talk about what this means for the new uh, um, professional pathways program via the G League and the NBA. And so in last week's issue, we talked about this, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great way to uh, change draft policy. I think it creates more competition because now student athletes will get to choose between going to college and getting an education and potentially making money through name, image, and likeness deals off the field or through their social media platforms. Uh, but it also allows students to completely avoid that 
and go straight to a G League and make, you know, let's say, um, $125,000 to $500,000 a year, right? And of course, highlighted by this is that um, five-star point guard uh, Deshin Nix, who was committed to the UCLA Bruins, um, recently declared for the G League um, or to join the, uh, the, the G League. So obviously this is already having an effect and uh, I think will continue to have an effect going forward. So uh, that's sort of what the G League is. Again, I think this creates more competition. I think options are great. I think liberty is great. I think folks having the opportunity to choose is gonna be amazing. And, uh, and I, I think it's fantastic. And I think this is gonna be great to see moving forward. That being said, what does the market look like? And before we get into that topic, let's take a quick, commercial break for our wonderful sponsors. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. All right, folks, we are back and we are looking at the NCAA rule changes with regard to name, image, and likeness. We've talked about what those rules are and when they're going to go into effect with this to that, which is 2021. We've talked about how this is going to create more competition because the G League is now also offering the Professional Pathways program uh, for folks to skip uh, the one-and-done rule. And a little caveat, little note on that. In last week's episode, I mentioned that Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, was talking about getting rid of the one-and-done rule by 2021. That is not necessarily the case at this point anymore. He's looking at more like 2023 to 2025 particularly when the um, uh, negotiation broadcast rights are coming up with ESPN and other broadcasters to come in there. I think it's actually going to happen before that. Uh, I think 2023 makes more sense because that's when California's Fair Play to Play Act comes in uh, into effect. So I think those things uh, are not mutually exclusive and I think are probably related considering that um, you know California, Texas, and Florida have uh, by far the most athletes, uh, and that may be based on population, uh, you know, but uh, there's a lot of talent coming out of those three states. And so unless California changes that law, the California Fair, play to, Fair Pay to Play Act and goes and sort of changes it back, uh, you know, winds the clock back and goes back to 2021 to match the NCAA, we'll see. But I think California's law was put into to effect uh, with the idea that they didn't want it to be a situation where um, students who are currently in school would be affected by this. So this is all going to be sort of folks who are not in school yet and can make decisions based on available opportunities that will be available now versus um, or in the future versus what's available now, right? So sort of like a fair playing field. So what does the market look like? Um, I think, you know, you're going to see car dealerships. I think you're going to see, um, I think the, the big market here, though, is is got to be social media. You know, there are some basketball players out there who are in junior high school 
and in high school who have more followers than some of the NBA players, right? This goes for football as well. And this really goes for any sport because now every athlete, male, female, any sport now has a platform and that's through social media. And you get a big enough following, you can have sponsors all day long, regardless of whether uh, the professional league or the Olympics or whatever it might be. So I think this ultimately opens up some huge opportunities for folks who have large followings on social media. And I think that's sort of where this is going. The only other place where I feel like student athletes can have a, a, a good go at it here with brand partnerships is going to be where uh, they're just a very popular figure who, who does not use social media. And then maybe the, um, uh, the brand will sort of run an account or will sort of post a lot of these things. But again, I don't see that happening today. I think these items are not mutually exclusive, meaning that generally a uh, popular athlete is going to have a high profile on social media with a lot of followers. So the market really is going to be determined by social media. And then sort of the next point is looking at uh, where does the NFL come into play here, right? Because we have the, the uh, NBA obviously creating this professional pathway program where high school athletes can skip going overseas or going through the NCAA. Um, we have the potential of the uh, NBA getting rid of the one and done rule at some point in the future between 2023 and 2025. And, but what about the NFL? You know, there's no minor league here. The Alliance of American Football, uh, you know, folded. The XFL has folded twice. Uh, obviously, the second time they were doing really well with that attendance and everything else, but um, obviously, uh, COVID 19 uh, nixed those plans. Uh, so those two are both out and don't look like they're going to be coming back. Uh, however, the, because uh, I know Vince McMahon, the CEO, um, WWE, who owns the XFL uh, through a subsidiary there. Um, he has, you know, filed for bankruptcy on that particular company. So, but the remaining company there, uh, or one is the Pac-Pro Football League, which is put together by um, Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee. And that's more of like a spring football league. It may, might have four teams or so. We'll see how that develops. Um you know, and maybe that becomes a somewhat minor league for the NFL, but I think the NFL is really going to have to consider some of this stuff. Uh, maybe they rely on the um, the name, image, and likeness deals through the um, through the NCAA rule changes, but I, I really do like the NCAA's for, forward thinking here and also the NBA's forward thinking here with regard to getting on top of this and creating a better market and more competition. Uh, we'll see what the NFL does. I think, you know, really sort of, um, you know, in closing, I think one of the important things to think about here, and I personally think that one of the greatest parts of the California's Fair Pay to Play Act was that student athletes were now able to get help with professional help with regard to the uh, hiring an attorney or hiring an agent. And I think uh, when you're talking about thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars, this is going to be very important. And to have that access to that professional good help is going to be so key and so essential here. So I love to see that. And, you know, don't think that I'm call, you know, calling the kettle black here, if that's the proper saying in that, you know, here's a sports attorney talking about, hey, get professional help. But 
the reality of it is, is that uh, these folks do need the help. And, um, you know, I, you know, like for me, for example, if I prefer out a case, you know, I, I only work with the, with the matters that I'm comfortable working with. And, um, you know, frankly, it's uh, the person who represents themselves makes the first mistake, right? And so I think folks need to get help here. They need to get help outside the family. Um, and I think good professional help is, is, is going to be a huge proponent of this in terms of avoiding fraud, avoiding issues, avoiding missteps. So, uh, you know, and all, again, the one thing I do want to sort of harp back on is, um, you know, sort of how this market looks like and sort of, and we talked about this earlier, but again, I think some of the compliance issues are going to be key here with regard to the NCAA rules, minor league development and how that looks. Um, I think other states getting involved, what that looks, whether Congress gets involved, what that looks like. Um, and of course, what does amateurism look like going forward? Uh, you know, so all these questions, and of course, what are the other states are going to do? How are all these things going to play together? But ultimately, I think this is a great step forward. Uh, I, I think the professional pathways program via the NBA is great. I think the NCAA rule change changes with regard to name, image, and likeness is great. I think the NFL um, might be some pressure on them to look at uh, potential minor league, but maybe this name, image, and likeness thing uh, sort of gets rid of that. And, you know, sort of in closing, looking at, um, you know, really just focusing on if, if you have a deal in place, you know, definitely seek the professional help, get an agent, get an attorney, and, um, you know, wish everyone all the best. I think this is great. I think 2021 is going to be a big year for college football. Uh, and college uh, basketball, and really for all sports. And uh, again, this was Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. And we'll be back with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.